Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David Medeiros, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. In spite of the fact that I think it was right at a month ago that we had, what, two inches of snow? Two or three inches? Three, yeah. Three, three yeah. inches of snow? Yeah. Believe it or not, the seasons, they are a-changing. I guess you would even take from that that you and I are sneezing and wheezing to try to yeah. get ready to start the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's get all of our, our sneezes and snorts way. and everything out of the way <laughs> before yeah. we start trying to talk. We want to talk today about getting ready for the season change and what you need to do. But even before I start that, I always need to mention our classroom, our classrooms that we've got going, our classes that we've we've updated and made some changes we're excited about. First one coming up in August that we've actually expanded our offering. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, you can go out to our website, windandsolar.com. And you'll see a tab up there, Davis Workshop, and click on that. You can see everything that we're offering right now. So be sure to take advantage and take a look at that and see if you want to come and spend a day with David. Um, (laughs) Having said that, let's talk about what is happening, whether you like it or not, (laughs) to your stuff just because of the weather change. What do we need to be looking for, David? What's our minimum, maximum maintenance with any seasonal change that we need to take a look at? Minimum is connections. That's the bare minimum you'll need to look at would be connections. As the seasons moved along, came out of the cold of winter into the warmth of spring somewhat, and then back into the cold <laughs> maybe, of winter. Maybe the warmth of and spring. Then back to the maybe warmth of spring. <laughs> As that happened, metal as we all know, expands and contracts with the temperature. So as it was doing this on your battery terminal post, anywhere you had a metal, metal, metal to metal connection, you're going to find that it expands and contracts. And this isn't just in the spring, but this in the fall, this is any time of year as you heat your cables up, as something is charging throughout the day, as it gets hotter, you know, especially if you're running your wire to capacity, I mean, getting that, I mean, that wire is going to heat up even greater than as if you were oversized in the wire, which there again, we always remember wire sizing is very important because of that reason. You're going to need to check those connections a little more often. Make sure that you're not having any loose connections. Case in point, we had a gentleman call. He'd had his system hooked up for about two years, had done nothing to it. I mean, just had hooked it up and let it go. Been working great for two years. And then he calls us about two months ago, he calls and he had a battery catch on fire. It actually caught on fire. And and what it wound up being is his terminal post had loosened with the expansion and contraction. He had these batteries in an outdoor facility. And as the expansion and contraction happened, it caused a loose connection and started causing arcing. That arcing actually melted the lead post and the reason he found out that it was due to because there was many other connections that were loose when he got there, you know, and he said, 
I put a torque wrench on these when I tightened these down at the, at the beginning, knowing that I made sure that they were tight. And so this kind of tells you that no matter you know how good you think you've done it on the connections, it's going to happen. They are going to they are going to loosen over time. You know, a lot of people just think, well, there's no really moving parts. There, I mean, why would they ever get loose? I understand tightening the turbine bolts and things on a, on a moving matter, but just from heat and expansion alone, you're going to get loosening of the. So it really comes from moving from extremes, right? So right, extreme hot the, to extreme cold. Yes. It's not necessarily just the changing of the seasons sort right, of thing. Right. I mean, so I would take from that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, something something like a desert environment where, mm-hmm. you know, the days are you know, 100 plus yes. and then nights incredibly cold yeah. that you would have this issue a lot and need to be on top of. Right. It, it really constantly. Constantly, yeah. At that point, you're talking just a, I mean, it needs to be a monthly PM. I mean, just a monthly preventative maintenance thing that you're going to do, you know, going by. And ch- as you check the, if you're, especially if you're flooded lead acid, as you go by and check your water levels and your batteries, you know, just, you know, have that socket and wrench available and give them a little snug and make sure that they all, everything's good to go. And not just on the batteries. I mean, you need to be looking at the back of the inverter. You need to be looking into the charge controller. Charge controllers typically have a little bit different hookup, so they're not quite as bad to loosen up, but you still need to look at that just for that simple fact. You just, I mean, we want to keep anything from arcing that we can, and any loose connection is going to create an arc. How about solar panels? Solar panels, not so much because they're going to usually be MC4 connections, and so they're going to have an actual good solid male-female connector on them that doesn't allow for, it actually is built into them for expansion and contraction, so. So is this an argument or what's the downside then if you have some of these connections? I would assume that there is, there's not a connection where dielectric grease wouldn't be. No, yeah, there's, there's never. I mean, the dielectric grease, I mean, used conservatively, you know, you don't want to just slather that stuff, but use conservative dielectric grease is always a good, always a good because what it does is it helps eliminate that little gapping that's going to cause that arcing. It's going to, remove those areas. And it's just going to cause a better transfer of electrons to be able to flow. So why wouldn't you then put a little solder everywhere? Solder, the reason I don't use solder in any of my connections is because I may want to change something. If you was never going to change your system, you know, never want to take anything off, then you could use solder. You got to be careful with solder though a little bit because you can heat up that post that, but you know, especially like say that you're going to a battery terminal you can cause a little excessive heat there, causing a little bit of premature failure in the battery. Same way on electronics. You got to be really careful on your, you may overheat. Typically when you're dealing with soldering iron, you're dealing with, you know, seven, 800, 900 degrees. I mean, something that's extremely hot. I mean, it's melting metal. I mean, for goodness sakes. I mean, so when you touch that, you know, some things are very sensitive well, to heat. So if you're going to a battery terminal, are you, are you going to void your warranty? I would never recommend it on a lithium battery. You could maybe get away with it on the flood of lead acid there again you could cause some pitting on the you could cause some pitting because most of your uh, post terminals are going to be lead and as you're putting that on there if you get it too hot you may create a pit area there again if you're not using dielectric grease now you're just creating a place that the electrons you're creating are creating a problem to, right you're creating a problem now versus solving a problem type of deal so really just don't advocate for people doing a lot of soldering on the on the actual connections you know, that's, you can do good connections using, instead of using 
just straight, you know, trying to wrap wire around a post, you know, or wrap wrap wire around a bolt and tighten the bolt down. I mean, that's where we're going to tell you to use like a tend terminal end, you know, that's like something. Our, our lugs. Right. Or you know, and then going back and, and crimping that, you know, getting the proper crimp on the lug by either using a, a crimping tool that you purchased from us or, you know, having it professionally crimped somewhere. And then also where you make those connections at. That is a, as things go, an incredibly inexpensive. Oh, yeah. Because that crimping tool is, what, is it 25 bucks? Or yeah, something? Like, I mean, it's like. It's either 19.99 or 24.99, something like that. Something I mean, like that. It's, yeah. it's less than 30 bucks. And that particular one, it's not like a hand crimping tool. Right. Yeah. No, it, you this can, can do put all the clunk up to on four, Yeah. Up to four aught, which is pretty, pretty. So pretty if you, natural. if you were looking at that, I mean, by the time you got that and you got a handful of lugs. I mean, oh, I yeah. Those I mean, lugs are, you know, I mean, what are they? Yeah. They're, they're not. Anywhere from 69 cents to, you know, 229, depending on the size, you know. I mean, that would really be your best, would it not? I mean, just your, your oh, yeah. overall yeah, best. That, if you're doing it there again, if you're going to, if you want to make your own cables and do it yourself, yeah, definitely need something like that. If you're making your own cables when it comes to the MC4, you know, we have the, our crimping pliers that makes that cramp, you know, and I, if you're ever at the class, you're going to hear me talk about those over and over again, you know, because it's making a good cramp on a cable is you know it's literally worth its weight in battery because if there again if you happen to get that wrong you know you melt down a battery terminal post now you've ruined the battery this guy luckily was happened to be there at the time you know so no there was no catastrophe as far as going farther than that but very well could have been you know he hadn't had he not been there you know because it was literally melting the battery case you know so was his just a non-crimped in that he was? No, it was his. Actually, it came from the extremes. Again, he had well, his. But I'm act. saying, was his cabling? Yeah, crimped? his was crimped ends. I mean, he had used crimped ends, so all that was good. But there again, as time went on, without checking his connections, you know, it allowed for that expansion and contraction to happen. So, I mean, do we even have? I mean, like even with the locking, still, still, still because what happens is, especially on a lead a lead terminal, you know. They're a little bit, I mean, you've, you've worked with them. You, you, yeah. you can pull the bolt into them so they can get, you know, they're a little bit softer than the, than the, either the stainless or the, or the grade five bolt that you're putting through there. And so what happens is that as it expands, it pulls that bolt head into that lead just a little bit. And then as it actually goes back, it just keeps Leaves moving gap. and it starts leaving a little bit of gap, you know, and, and that's just what it did, you know, and that gap creates arc. I mean, that's as you're, everybody should know that as you're, you know, when you, that's what's causing the spark and the arc is when you start to connect onto a battery terminal post, when you get to that certain area, you know, it's <laughs> just like when, that, you know, if, if you rub your feet over this carpet right now and start to figure, touch your finger, just about the time you get close to the table, it pops, you know, and that's the same thing you're getting there. You're just getting a little bit of a, except sometimes that arc doesn't quit. You don't, there's a lot of built up energy there that's just going to keep going. Are all connections created equal in this? I mean, is it? Yeah, every connection needs to be checked. I mean, you know, wind turbines, solar panels, whatever you're doing. Grounds. Grounds. Speaking of grounds, this is a great time of the year that you need to really be checking your grounding. You know, we got a lot of storms moving through the area, a lot of lightning, a lot of static electricity up in the air. You you can almost feel it, you know, in the air right now. And with that, I mean, you really need to be checking your grounding, make sure your grounding's secure. Make sure that, you know, another preventative maintenance thing that you can kind of do this time of year is if you don't have breakers in, that would be a good time to, you know, 
get some breakers put in your, your, you know, a lot of people start out and they start small and they, you know, that's the one thing they leave out is breakers, you know, or fuses, maybe start putting those in. That's a cheap, inexpensive insurance. Another thing you might want to start doing is looking at like surge protection devices, you know, especially if you're using midnight controllers or FM80s from Outback, any of your MPPTs, I mean, any of your higher dollar, you know, units, you know, protect them on the other side with a, with a surge protector, you know, they're but, and since we're talking about connection, I mean, I know this is something that we have, I know we've been aware of it, but we really haven't made a big move on talking about it. Since we're talking about connections, we got to talk about as you're, as you're going through and doing this, this maintenance is taking a look at the length of your cabling of yeah. making sure you know, as you're doing this maintenance, checking your cabling out and realizing if, if you have, how do we want to say it, out of balance cabling? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, out of balance lengthening, you know, on your cable. Positive V negative, I mean, on the cables. It's a good time to correct that. Right. Definitely. And, you know, and this goes on everything. This goes from your charge controller to your batteries. This goes from your, this goes from your battery to battery connections. And this goes lithium batteries, for instance, they use a combiner box, kind of like the solar panels would. They use a combiner box. And so you want those lengths to be equal. You know, if you're one battery setting 10 foot from the, their farthest battery setting 10 foot from the combiner box, you know, so you have to run 10 foot cables there and your other one's two foot from it, you still need to be running 10 foot cable. If not, you can get some water falling effect. And most of your lithium battery people are going to tell you that that's going to be one thing that's really going to hurt the life of their batteries. Not going to void a warranty so much as it's just going to, it's just going to play into, you know, you might lose two, three years on the battery life, you know, and that's what's bringing the cost of these batteries when you look right. at the costing. And, and when we look at that, I mean, two or three years, you say, well, that's just, I mean, be a part of warranty. No, not really, because you're looking at that battery. The price of that battery is right. amortized over 20 years yeah. when we look at it. Yeah. Because if you if you can't make that work for twenty years, yeah, yeah, then your price it's an ugly number. Yeah, the price <laughs> per watt goes up <laughs> substantially. Yeah, and so and it's not just in the actual lithium. You need to also be doing this in your flooded lead acid and your and also in your in your AGM batteries. That's another place that you really need to be looking at it at. So yeah, having that proper cable length, you know, and as you're doing solar panels, if you're doing a grid tie unit. And you're doing grid tie back to a, a string inverter, and you have say two to three panel arrays. They need to be equal as well. So lengthening of lengthening of actual cable can really make a big difference, you know, and make sure that everything's working properly. This is another one of those areas where if you've got this equipment to get, begin with, you've got a substantial investment, and so to cheap out on yeah, I mean you you were just talking. I mean, feet like of wire, you're, you're, you know, like you're I mean, talking about is. I can understand if if you were talking about you know 500 feet of cable or something. I don't think most people are talking about that. You're talking about pairing up. Yeah, you're talking maybe equalizing. Yeah, maybe 20 foot of cable at the most. You know, and that and that's all the different cables along the way. You know, the number fours and the depend on what your inverter cables. You know, inverter cables need to be the same length. You know, we see that a lot that people will get an inverter cable and they'll get a six foot pair and then they'll buy a one foot jumper. And then put it on a fuse block in between it. Well, now you have a seven foot side on the positive and a six foot on the negative, and it needs to be equal as well. And I mean, and that's something 
that's something we ship out of here every day. Right. I mean, that's you can give us a call, give give the guys a call out here on the desk, or go on the website and order it, and we ship it out next day, pretty right. much all the time. And that's a good quality modification to your system to maximize yeah. its lifespan. Yeah, and maximizing the battery's lifespan. I mean, that's one of the main deals. You know, that's there again when we put together systems. I mean, that's going to be at least. 50% of the cost. I mean, that'll be 50% of your cost almost in every time. So, you know, why throw away 50% of your money, you know, prematurely, you know, just maximize what you what you have. I mean, what's, what is 20 feet of cable run? 20 feet of cable, I mean, you're probably looking at, you know, 30, 40 bucks, you yeah. know, depending. So it's it's just, it's definitely not where you can't go buy a battery, a new battery. <laughs> well, you, you know, you can't buy even, a lithium. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even lead acid, if you, if you get literally... One year less life out of the deal. I mean, that's going to be that's a that's a cost that's a two hundred and fifty dollar yeah. gesture, you know. So it's just not worth. I mean, you you can find a lot of times you can find worth in anything you really kind of look for. You can really find the worth in this. I and mean, this is just a straight up numbers yeah. game. So okay, all right. Well, so if you need some clarification on that, some help with that, our operators are standing by. <laughs> our sales teams here. David is available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. He, you betcha. We if call up here and we'll we'll give you his personal number and you can just call him at there home you go. <laughs> and give him a call. So but okay, well are we missing anything anything else we need to No, no, just you know, it's the time of year for maintenance. I mean, so clean off those panels. Lots of pollen in the air right now. Clean off those panels, make sure the things lots of birds moving around right now. It's the time of year for birds. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> Keep them cleaned off and adjust that solar angle. It's the time of year to, you know, you're, you're coming up on, if you're just a two-time-a-year guy adjusting the angle, you know, it's time. Good know. time to do it. It's time to do it. So, All right. Thanks for checking us out. Keep downloading the videos, and we'll keep bringing more to you. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's doggy chicken treats coming. Thanks again.